Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Making Waves at Sea Level podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we will explore the interesting stories of business executives, entrepreneurs, and industry leaders who are shaking things up and growing their companies. It is time to make some waves. Now here's your host, Tom Singer. This is Making Waves at Sea Level. Thank you so much for pulling your chair up to the cool kids table to be part of this podcast that is now almost eight years old, well over 700 episodes, where we talk to people about how do you shake things up and make some waves in business. And today we're going to talk about energy. Let's face it. Energy is really important for your company, whatever you do for you as an individual, but oftentimes we forget that you can be intentional when it comes to energy. And today we are talking to the corporate energizer. He is one of the experts when it comes to actually getting companies to understand that how they bring the energy, both high energy and sometimes maybe a little lower energy. You got to have the right energy for the right thing that's going on. How, when they do that, they're going to get their employees more engaged. They're going to be more attractive to all of their uh, customers and prospects, etc. We have with us today, Dustin James. Hey, Dustin, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Hey, for those of you who don't know Dustin James, and you should, he elevates people who are around him. He speaks to sales teams. He talks at corporate conferences. And what he does is as a speaker, he brings that energy. And then he tells you how you can bring it to the situations that you have. He is a professional speaker and an entrepreneur. In addition to the speaking, he also has a leadership and branding company. But in addition to that, he has a company that deals with graduations and leasing caps and gowns to high school graduates in the region where he lives. And he has a formal wear tuxedo shop. So prom season is a big deal to him as well. So he's got a lot of things going on, but he brings all of his success back to this topic of energy. So Dustin, when did you realize energy even matters? You know, in the world of business, we all experience a lot of different things. And for most of my life, at least the last decade, a lot of people are like, man, like you just have all this energy. And I just always translated it in, what can I do to provide a better customer experience? What can I do to elevate my team? And it was just, you know, one of these things that as you dig deeper into conversation and understand the psychology of how people think and what they do or why customers buy, how important that energy is every single day, whether it's just for a simple customer experience or you're trying to elevate the energy of your team. I and mean, we're dealing with burnout in today's world and energy. I sell energy. I love it. I love to be around people. I love the human connection. All of that evolves around how you bring it every single day. And it's important as leaders, we bring it every single day because we don't know when we're needed. And it's, it's important to just be intentional with that energy. And it comes in different fashions. But a lot of people are kind of scared to get out there and be energetic. They don't want to be that guy or that woman. And so they show up and they put on sort of a corporate facade. They show up and they are businessman or lawyer man or lawyer woman or whoever they are. They put on that facade and go in and you think, no, no. Let your energy flow. Is that right? 
That, that's exactly right. Because energy can come in different fashions. Of course, I'm not, I'm a high energy, high motor road warrior. I love to meet people, but that energy can come uh, from collaboration. It can come from active listening, whatever that energy is, it's important that we bring it And for companies and, and teams. It's important that you, you know, you have a balance of all that, you know, there's some great, you know, I'll say this with all the love and all the passion, those detailed devils out there, those ones that, you know, the details really matter. And for somebody who's a hard charger, that might be a great compliment to what I need to keep myself balanced or keep the team balanced or, you know, contracts and deals, you know, it's more than just, just a pitch and a close. There's, there's contracts, there's, there's the service side of it. All of that matters. All of it matters. So, but you know, we're, we're three minutes and 46 seconds into this podcast. And I know that some of my listeners are going, well, this is one of those fluff episodes. What do you say to somebody who's like energy synergy? What is he talking about? What, what do you even mean by this? Let's go a little deeper. Yeah, well, energy is what you what you really bring every single day, um, or at least what you should. And it, you don't have to be, uh, you know, I love the world of sales. I love I love people, but right, we've got creative thinkers that might come from the marketing side. We've got, you know, some people that are just going to enjoy a soft customer service call. All of that that's important. What happens is we live in a world of negativity, and it wants to suck that energy. And I mean, we could spend hours going on about how negative energy will kill everything, but negative energy weighs a lot more and it's a choice. And when I say being intentional, you know, we're all going to deal with a difficult customer, right? It, it just, it's the world we live in. We've given everybody a voice. So how do you, how do you spin that? How do you reframe that? How do you look at it from a positive light? How do you take accountability and responsibility? Um, you know, I know I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I, I know that. And that's, and that's perfectly okay. But, but one thing I do know is, is who I am, right? So if you're, you know, maybe you are that creative thinker, you utilize all that creativity to collaborate a little bit more with your team. And if you're one of those negative people, take, take a check at the door real quick, because the one thing about energy is it's always two seconds ahead of us, always two seconds ahead of us. So when you go to pick up that phone, you know, your energy is already there with the customer. You're going to walk into a staff meeting and you push that handle on the door to go in that room, your energy is already there. You're going to visit a customer. When you pull in that parking lot, your energy is already in that building. So when I say intentionality, it's important that we, you know, have that positive vibe, think that things are going to go well, because no matter how good things get or how bad things become, we always have to believe our very best days are always ahead of us. And that's what gets us up out of bed in the morning. That's what gets us excited. You know, at 45, you know, we, we all have adversity. We all have, have to deal with grit and resilience, especially in today's world. You know, we have people who are exhausted trying to find the right team members. So, you know, that, that energy, it does come in different forms, but realize how, how much that can tear people down on the negative side of it. So do accountants have energy? Yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. You know, I've got friends who are, and they absolutely love numbers. I'm not a numbers guy, man. I will translate that energy. Like, let's figure out how we can utilize that to save, save money. Maybe it's uh, looking at things differently. Maybe it's an opportunity to find a new strategic vendor. You know, it, whether you love numbers, whether you, you know, whether you're the compassionate leader, right? There, there's a lot of, a lot of importance in energy being compassionate and listening. Um, all that can create positive energy, right? There's a lot of people that, that want somebody to have an ear to listen to. Um, feedback's important, right? I love feedback. Even though I'm a hard charger, like, let's have a conversation. Let's, let's, I'm, I'm more than happy to listen. 
So you and I are both high energy extroverts, right? So, I mean, yeah. you know, and society traditionally, you know, you're, you're in your forties, I'm in my fifties over our time in the business world, society has sort of championed the, the high energy extrovert. And, and given that when in reality, people come in all shapes and sizes, you're not saying people have to be like you and me with energy. Cause we just like listening to this podcast. People are like, oh my God, I'm going to be exhausted when we get through the next 22 minutes of them talking, because we both come in like, pow, here we are. That's not at all what you're teaching people. You're talking about something different. And you're talking a little bit, you touched on this idea of coming into a room with positive energy versus negative energy. And we've all been in those meetings or we've worked with those people who are like Debbie Downer. And some Debbie Downers, you know, the old Saturday Night Live skit where, you know, she would come in no matter what was going on, people, be, she'd be like, oh, it's so horrible. I, you know, I'm sick or I'm going to high fired. Some of those people who are negative energy filled can actually be high energy extroverts. And then it's like just that negative energy is put to everybody. But sometimes you can have a person who has a, a more moderate level of energy, who is maybe more of an introvert and their energy can positively affect the whole room. So give me a little bit more detail about that for the people who aren't like you and I. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, those, you know, there's always going to be the negativity around it, especially a lot of the lanes I run in is the sales world, right? So it's, it's performance driven, right? If the numbers aren't there, something's not right. It's broke or if something's just, whether it's new leadership, whether we don't have the right team members, but, and sometimes that's, that's very just off the mark because the reality is maybe we're not collaborating with our team more. Uh, maybe we're not utilizing our top performers to share stories um, of adversity because we all we all think everything's instantaneous and sometimes those those introverts have great ideas that just need to be you know boosted a little bit more um, whether it's collaboration or just finding a win right so many times it's you got to get the deal done but are we moving a relationship forward what is the life cycle of the sales process what is um, what is the goal long-term for our employees? Like, do we, are we just trying to find a quick fix? Or are we trying to build something great at a culture? And it's pointing out those little wins. And for some people, right, for some people, it might just be coming to work every day. There's a lot of distractions in the world, both personally and professionally, that we have to carry. And sometimes the personal stuff sucks our energy out. So even as a, even as a top performer, having been a top performer in four different industries, and I don't say that to be egotistical, like I love to run and run hard. Um, but I also believe as being a top performer, how do I share those ideas for those around me? I don't want my teammates to fail. I don't want, I want to elevate the entire process. And if I can help, you know, someone who's struggling with, hey, try this idea, or what are you doing? Maybe there's something I can learn from that. Maybe by just utilizing somebody's conversation or content that they're using, you can elevate that energy and just transition that a little bit because it's not, you know, businesses can fail when you've only got one guy or one, one girl pushing the ship when you need everybody else to just elevate 2% more. Like that's drastic numbers for major companies to move the needle just a little bit. And a lot of that is just through collaboration, conversation, sharing ideas. You know, I've been in both types of industries, right? Where you're the sales guy and you know, you don't want to share ideas because you feel like you're giving up a competitive advantage in reality by sharing those ideas, especially internally, you're elevating everybody. Right. I want everybody to be successful. I want everybody to, to taste a small victory. Now, whether that's showing up to work, that might be a victory. Um, it might just be having a conversation. It might just be removing a barrier of fear, like why, you know, I'm the new guy on the block and they tell me I shouldn't contact this person. Well, go out there, see what happens, live and learn. 
like conversation is what moves things forward. And that's important in today's day. And as much as you talk, John, about their, uh, Tom, about the human connection, like that's, that's so important. And it works in sales. It works in business. It works everywhere around us. And that energy is just, it's important that it's always being elevated in some way. So you brought up the fact of sort of human connection. And, and I talk about like having, you know, the advantage of having community and collaboration. And I think when you bring people together and they share something in common, whether it's belonging to a trade association or a community industry organization that can help, you know, bring people together because they have a shared common thing or whether it's within your team when you bring people together and they work. I do think that that impacts the energy of everybody around. When we're alone in a silo, it's one thing. But when we're together with people, again, I realize it's different for introverts and extroverts because introverts get a little bit drained from being around other people, whereas extroverts get charged up from it. But either way, the whole definitely gets charged up when people come together to work on solving a problem or creating something that's better for everybody. I think everybody sort of gets that. However, you also talked about the fact that you as an individual, whatever your energy is, it's two seconds ahead of you, right? It's like, oh, it's right there. So before you open the door, your energy flies in. How do people do sort of a personal check for is my energy in line with my own soul, but also is it in a positive direction versus a negative direction? Because you don't want to be the person who walks into a room and people go, oh God, he's here. That's a, that's a great question. I'm actually going to answer it, you know, two ways, because there's a lot of people don't know what energy they bring, right? Uh, uh, they might just be like, well, I don't know, I just go through the motions or I'm just trying to do my very best every day. Um, I always say, ask coworkers, like, what type of energy do I bring? And and this is this is feedback. It's never this is not a criticism question to ask because um, it's important because a lot of times we might envision one thing and what's actually coming out is different. And this is where I always say, let's just just have big shoulders because your, your energy is who you are. Right. You can you can always add to it. You can tweak it. Um, you can share it. Right. But you don't ever want anybody to take, especially the positive energy. Um, so I always encourage people ask coworkers. Right. A- ask People, hey, what type of energy do I bring? What's my value to the organization? What, what do you see when I show up every day? And it's an interesting, it's interesting because I've, I always ask that even whether I'm working with, with organizations, sales teams, at a conference, like what type of energy do I bring? Because it's important that we understand what we bring, what we can improve on, maybe what we need to tweak. Um, you know, even myself, I've learned over the years that sometimes yeah, my energy is not for everybody. And, that, and that's okay, right? There's certain situations where I can tone things back. Um, but we need to first identify what type of energy we have. Um, you know, the second one is, is I would say, you know, check yourself in your car mirror. I always joke. I try to put on a smile every time I get out of my car. We have, we have multiple mirrors in the car, right? Uh, you come out of the bathroom, put a smile on your face. Like that little thing, as, as mundane as it may sound or as simple as it may sound, it's extremely important. And self-talk, self-talk works for a lot of people, right? I love to tell people I'm amazing. I don't say that to be egotistical, but I want to be around amazing people or amazing cultures. And the cool part about energy is we can share it with people, right? And, um, you know, in my life, I grew up actually very, uh, very shy. I didn't have a lot of confidence as a kid. Um, so I transitioned like through my college years is when I kind of gained a lot of confidence. Um, and just that I realized the impact that that has for other people. Um, so whether you're, you're talking simple affirmations, uh, t- talking to yourself, asking people, you know, or just you walk by somebody and say, Hey, nice smile. Um, or do something nice out of appreciation. There's, there's a lot of little elements, little things that can just drastically change what you do. Be grateful. Find one thing you're grateful for. 
Um, you know, that kind of goes back to the little bit of wins. What, you know, maybe it was getting your kids or taking your kids to school. Be excited about that. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of little, little things along the way. Find something that will just create a positive trigger. So you talked about the fact that you grew up kind of shy and that you were, you know, in your twenties before you sort of found the confidence and, and got out of that. What advice do you have for people who are like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of shy in this whole talk about energy. Most of these people left the podcast before we got to 15 minutes, but, but for the ones who've stuck around who have that feeling of no, 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 I'm, I'm, I, I can't relate to what he's talking about. You know, I'm not confident. What can people do to gain confidence that can help them grow their, their energy levels? Well, I, I will share what I think is probably one of the coolest activities I've ever done. I do it in a lot of workshops. Um, I make a list of all the jobs you've ever had in your lifetime. And I mean, anything that's generated revenue, anything from when you were a kid. Like I always joke, my very first job, I was a weed puller picker upper. Grandma paid me. Wait, wait, let, me let me back up a step. That's a job, a weed puller picker upper. That's what that's it said exactly like on, on your paycheck. Yes. Yeah. yes. It's one of those that my, uh, my grandmother paid me a penny a weed but the roots had to be attached. So grandma taught me how to be a stickler for detail at an early age. And of course, lawn boy, lifeguard. Uh, I did this when I was 30, I was actually 34. You know, you're kind of at that uh, age where you're, you know, you're confident in what you're doing, but maybe I wasn't where I wanted to be professionally, right? At 34, I've got friends who are VPs. You know, I'm running this world of sales. You know, we get caught in that comparison. Maybe a little bit of that energy suck. And uh, I made a list of all the jobs I've ever had in my lifetime. And I was up to like 52, 52 jobs. And I looked at it like, oh, man, this, this stinks. This isn't what I wanted to do. And I walked away and I came back and looked at the list differently and looked at all the things I've done in my lifetime. Right? I've been a DJ, a bartender, a telemarketer, charter fishing captain, all of these different jobs I had to do because they were things I had to do in life right? to get by, pay for college. And when I looked at it, it created an unbelievable amount of confidence, right? Instead of looking at it as, well, look at all the things I've done. Instead of look at all the great things I've done and all the life lessons. And it's remarkable, right? At, at 45, I've had 58 paid jobs in my lifetime. <laughs> and anytime I get into maybe a negative thought or a negative process or a deal doesn't go the way it was supposed to, or I didn't get booked at the event I thought I was going to get, right? It's one of those where that negative, that negative thought process could come in. But instead, I look at it like, look at all the things I've done. Look at all the opportunities I've been given. Look at all the connections that I've made along the way. Look at all this life experience. And it's in those life experiences that will gain so much confidence and energy. And that's just on the, you know, that's just the professional side of life. If I go back and look at like adversity, you know, things didn't go right. There's a lot there, but that's, you know, when we reframe it, there's a lot of positive energy there that can be shared and utilized that not only help us, but help others around us. And that's where that energy really elevates a business and organizations when you're willing to share that energy because people need it. So being a high energy guy, you owned a business and you were obviously making a lot of presentations because of the formal wear business and the cap and gown business to uh, high schools and high school students. And I will tell you for anybody who's not been a paid professional speaker, speaking in front of high school kids is the single worst thing you can ever do because they're, they're going to turn on you. They, they don't want to be there. They're not going to pay attention. Uh, I know the only in over a thousand paid speeches that I've given, the only one where I would say I bombed was when I spoke to about a thousand high school kids. It was just, 
it was early in my career. I wasn't even a professional yet, but it, it did not go well. Let's just put it that way. Um, in fact, I'm surprised I even stayed in the business. It was such a bad day. How did you make the transition from being this entrepreneur in sales to being a professional speaker? Because I know it came out of the presentations you did as a, as a tuck shop owner at the high schools. People were like, wow, you're really good up there. How, how did you make take your energy from the world of sales and being an entrepreneur into this world of speaking? Yeah, so with the graduation business, I've had that for 13 years. Uh, it was in the very first year I had, uh, of course, you know, companies will give you a lot of PowerPoint tools and they, they give you, hey, here's a presentation and you're going to go speak in front of high school seniors. And many times it's in a field house with a bad microphone. And uh, I was speaking actually in Washington, Illinois for 300 seniors in an old gym with a bad microphone. And I get up there and just basically crashed and burned. I literally crashed and burned. I came home and wrote my journal 300 seniors, HL for lunch, you've got to change the game. Um, so I was like, okay, we're going to throw PowerPoint away and we're going to add, you know, stories and we're going to add maybe music and we're going to, you know, high five them when they walk through the door, control some of that energy in a positive light and started turning into the world of storytelling. And all of a sudden, you know, these 30 minute presentations were 25 minutes about life, accountability, responsibility, failures, successes. And then we spent five minutes talking about ordering your cap and gown. And uh, principals were just like, oh my gosh, these kids are smiling. They're, they're having fun. They're, they enjoyed that. Like, will you do that to my faculty and staff? So, of course, I started helping with faculty and service days um, and just talking about life and accountability. And uh, next thing you know, I had one of my secretaries uh, a little over three years ago said, hey, you're really good at this. Like, do you do this at the corporate level? And uh, I'll be real honest. I said, yeah, sure I do. <laughs> And uh, an organization, uh, USDA, USDA Farm Services Association down in Springfield, Illinois, hired me to speak at their state conference and, um, you know, did a lot of homework research, you know, talking to members, associations, trying to really tailor that because, you know, you can get up and speak, right? But the reality is connecting. And that's not only just here, but even in business and life um, and utilizing that in, in a very energizing way. And it went extremely well. And they referred me to other states and, uh, here I am really able to share a lot of life stories, especially in the business world, because as a serial entrepreneur with four businesses, I'm in the heart of it every day, right? We, we can talk trying to find the right talents. We can talk about trying to be creative, create market differentiation. Um, you know, but when I look at all my businesses, I, I've sold millions of dollars in products and services, but the reality is I've, I've sold energy trying to find the right team members, trying to, to make a customer experience better than it's ever been. Um, so, you know, from pitching high school kids, which you're right, is the hardest crowd in America, to positioning products and, and services and providing a great experience to building the speaking business. It's, uh, you know, kind of, I guess, come full circle and um, just kind of enjoying the opportunity to work with businesses, organizations, sales teams. Um, just very blessed at 45. So now as you're going into all these companies and you're delivering this message and you're talking to people about how they harness the energies, what's some of the pushback that you might see from some of the corporate audiences or what's some of the, the positives you hear from them where they're like, oh yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's twofold, of course, right? Uh, sometimes people just be like, well, energy, like I still have numbers to hit. You can't just jump around and rah-rah and get the team going. Like that's, that's time and it's money. Uh, but the reality is when, 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 teams do embrace wanting to invest in their team. They realize how important that energy is to, to sell, you know, 365 days a year, right? So you've got your weekends off, but the world of the world of business is a roller coaster, right? It's hard to grow every single day. 
And it's finding those moments to help teams be energized, whether that's through motivation, whether that's through video content, whether that's through a sales conference or meeting. Uh, it's important because the ebbs and flows of business. It, it's extremely hard to say you're going to grow 30% every year for the last decade. Like, my gosh, it just doesn't always happen. So it's trying to find those moments to help individuals, um, help teams get better. Um, you know, from a, from a standpoint of the, the companies that embrace it, they, they start to see it, right? Because we're dealing with, you know, there, there's a lot of people, especially coming out of COVID, that are burnout, right? Trying to navigate. And that burnout can be hard. So it's understanding where you can find triggers that are important. So it kind of goes back to those little bit of wins. Um, some companies do a great job of recognition, um, identifying what motivates people. Um, you know, my wife will always joke, I've always been a hard charger. I actually thought I was never, you know, one of those attaboys. I always thought when managers would help me, like, man, take that energy and go help somebody, man. I'm self-motivated. I, I can do this. And I, I actually kind of thought it was like a badge of honor. And my wife reminded me, she goes, you do need recognition. And I'm like, you know, you do the banter back and forth. No, I don't. She's like, yes, you do. I said, no, I don't. And of course, she says, yes, you do. And she's right. right? I always like recognition from my customers. Right? I want my customers, I want them to reassure me that I'm doing a good job. And some of that is just companies identifying that. Like, what can we do to get video testimonials from our clients? What can we do in a newsletter that says that they're happy? You know, we got the world of reviews. All of that little stuff. Those little things, the four or five star reviews, how important that is, not only for the business, but for your teams, because we don't always get to see we're doing a good job. The negative energy weighs more, right? The negative reviews, uh, when there's a problem, it just weighs a lot more and it weighs a lot more on people because no matter how good we are, we're going to always take it personally. So it's important to utilize, utilize that energy to build a bigger culture, better culture, um, stronger sales teams uh, reaffirm through recognition. There's there's a lot there, um, but I know it's important. Uh, I've been busy, so it's important. So you bring up an interesting part, and you just sort of touched on it. But I want to go deeper on this, and that was that yep. people get their energy and get charged up. They get that vibe that yeah 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 from different things. So different types of people get their energy in different ways. We talked about the introvert extrovert thing, where introverts tend to get. Uh, uh, you know, introverts tend to get drained from being around too many people where extroverts get charged up, but there's other things. So when I was in sales, the best manager I ever had, and I'm paraphrasing the story, but he treated every employee a little differently on how he charged them up and got them excited and got them to harness it. For me, I was young. We didn't have a lot of money, but my wife and I liked nice restaurants. And so he would tell me, you know, if you hit your quota for two of the three weeks before I show up in town for a visit, we'll go out to a steakhouse or sushi or something like that. Something expensive that we normally wouldn't be able to do. There was another person who was a single mom and he said, look, if you hit your quota for two of the three weeks before I show up, you can take Friday off and not tell HR. Just don't come in. Your kids are at school. You can take a bath. You can go running. You can do whatever you want. You don't have to worry about us on Friday. And he did that with everybody. He found out sort of what motivated them, where they got their little spark. So is this something that managers need to be looking for? Is you got to realize that the way you get and give energy isn't the same as Mary, Todd, Becky, Brian, you know, et cetera. You've got to be able to help your people harness their own energy in their own way. Is that what you were saying? Very much so. And I think some of the, the very best leaders um, kind of understand that. Whether, whether you're a business uh, working with a customer on the customer service side of things, tailoring a slight tweak is important because we all have unique DNA. We all don't feel the same regardless of what topic, what word, the situation. Um, and the really good leaders 
have those conversations. What, what motivates you? You know, not everybody's driven by money. Like some people are driven by family time. I mean, it, it's different for everybody. And I think the really good leaders are having those conversations or at least observing what motivates people a little bit more because it is different for everyone. And you can't sit here and say, if we all hit our numbers, that everybody gets a pizza party. That may not motivate somebody to save <laughs> not, their life. Not if they're celiac, <laughs> right. Not if they don't eat carbs. That's not a good right, thing. Right, You know, um, you know, I always, I, I had uh, one CEO actually last, from the Midwest, right? Uh, you know, he motivated people but when they hit their numbers, he actually got them remote starters. So in the winter, they could start their car and walk into a warm car. It's just a little thing, but man, like, to have remote starters on your car in January in the Midwest, like, man, nothing better than getting in a warm car in the morning and leaving in a warm car. Uh, just, you know, those are but little things. And, um, you know, it's important that we're, that we're observing and not only observing, but having those conversations because much like the world of energy, you don't know what you don't know. So it's important that we ask, uh, that we recognize what they're doing, recognizing their efforts and just, uh, you know, taking that in, in stride and understanding what's important to move or help the team. Awesome. Well, Dustin, if someone's listening to this and they're like, wait a minute, we need a corporate energizer. We, we, we need more energy. How do they find you? Yeah, you can find me at uh, two places, dustinspeaks.com or uh, momentsleadership.com. Nice. Uh, both of those, I have all my information. I'd love to, to help uh, energize the event, a sales meeting, conference, very fortunate to do what I do. and love to do what I do. So, um, you know, I, I thank you, Tom, for this opportunity and, um, if I can be of assistance to anybody out there, please let me know. Awesome. And thank you so much to everybody who tuned in and listened. This episode, this episode was brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment and training so that you're going to sound amazing. And they do all that heavy lifting and technical work so that you can just focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing people who are making waves like Dustin James. Hey, if you want to start a podcast, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this podcast. And I want you to come back every single week. We're here twice a week. We're back in the swing of things again. Took a little hiatus as I was making some changes, but we are back. I want you here every single week so that you can learn more on how to shake things up in your business. We got a lot of good guests coming. So be here every single week, two times, not just once a week like those other podcasts. We do it twice. All right, go out there, flex your business muscles, make sure your career ladder is against the right wall and have some fun while you're doing it. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Making Waves at Sea Level podcast. Without your listening to these in-depth conversations, there would be no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter and Instagram at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.